0: Today, Sally Lucas is with us and we're going to head off to rainforests of the world. We'll also do some expedition cruising around Japan and Korea and we will also take a look at Christmas markets. It's not too soon to think about those. It is time to talk travel. Sally Lucas, uh, we're heading off to some rainforests. A lovely
1: I know, aren't they? And these ones that we're going to talk about today are considered the most biodiverse rainforests. And it was an article I read that was put out by... um, the Lindblad expedition people who run expedition cruises. And they really give you some really lovely, interesting information about the sort of destinations they go to and the different things that you can do whilst you're there. Um, and so all of these countries they're going to have all got rainforests that we're going to talk about. And of course, rainforest, like even ours, as you know, the Daintree is considered one the oldest, if not one of the oldest in the world, and it's in our own country. So, you know, we have some of the magnificent ecosystems on Earth, if we don't destroy them, but for the time being. Anyhow, so I just thought we'd mention a few of them that you might be able to visit if you're doing any any expedition cruising and incorporate them into what you'd like to see. So one, of course, is the very famous Amazon rainforest, which is in in Peru. And of course, it it actually sustains a mind-blowing three million plant and animal species. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? I mean, that's just... Unbelievable, And in the rainy season, the forest for floods, so it's always changing as well. So you, it is, the reserve has some 500 bird species in it, as well as like by night, you can do uh, spotlight night tours as well where you can search for frogs, caimans, fishing bats even. So really unusual species fishing that you don't Fishing bats. Have. Yeah, mm. so there you go. There's also Alaska. Now, it's called the Tongass National Forest. It's the world's largest intact temperate rainforest an increasingly rare climate of year-round moderate temperatures and heavy precipitation. So, And it spans nearly 17 million acres. Unbelievable. But Alaska is quite large, isn't it, when you Mm. think about it? So it has spruces and all sorts, cedars, all sorts of different um, trees that have been growing for centuries, some reaching heights of over 200 feet. So quite remarkable. But also within that, again, you've got Even carnivorous plants, they have red and orange mushrooms, uh, you know, fuzzy caterpillars, all sorts of interesting things. Now, another country that has always been written up as being one of the most biodiverse in the world is Costa Rica. And there's two national parks there the Monteverde Cloud Forest and the Corcovado National Park. And both of these. They say, well, the most biologically intense place on earth. Um, And many of these uh, rainforest residents are like red-eyed tree frogs, blue morpho, butterflies, endangered scarlet macaws. And even the predators, they've got jaguars as well, as mm. all sorts of things. 100 variations of butterflies, 350 types of birds, 40 kinds of frogs, 100 mammalian species, including tapirs, sloths, white-nosed coaties, four species of monkeys and six wildcats.
0: It sounds as though you've got a pretty good chance of seeing some.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Jane. So that's really remarkable. And also in the other one, the Monteverde Cloud Forest, of course, it's got more of the actual the forest style. Rather than the animals, with over 500 species of orcas, 400 bird species, 30 kinds of hummingbirds alone. Hummingbirds are so beautiful and lots of plant species, etc., there. And the other is um, the, Mash- the Mashpee Reserve in Ecuador. And it's also considered um, to have an idyllic sort of temperatures year round of 64 to 77 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you add to that 188 inches of annual rainfall at an elevated location on the slope of the Andes. So, again, they have a profusion of plants and animals there, and also some wonderful bird life, again, amongst 400 feathered species, um, endemic, uh, endemic mountain tanagers. I didn't know what a tanager was. Anyway. They're birds I've never it's heard of. there. <laughs> and lots of others. Hummingbirds again. And also um, they've got a striking but very shy, what they call choco toucan. And you can also do them with an open air tram or an aerial bicycle. So quite a remarkable thing to do. And not forgetting close to home, of course, we've got the wonderful rainforests of New Guinea, of course, which are just quite uh, abundant there also. Uh, and in those areas, they say, like, you, we don't realise there's more than 1,000 languages spoken amongst the, the In New in Guinea. In New Guinea, mm. which is quite remarkable. And uh, science estimates as much as 10% of global biodiversity may be present there. And also 70% of its 13,000 catalogue plant species are endemic. 40 different varieties of birds of paradise alone. You know, just remarkable. So just think you could incorporate some of those wonderful rainforests into your expedition cruising experience, which I'm sure would be absolutely mind-blowingly wonderful.
0: There's something very rejuvenating about rainforests too. Oh. Green is a lovely colour, isn't it? Is it is, that
1: lush green. Like even mm. when we were at Port Douglas, even though it bucketed down, as we said, for the whole week we were there, you were walking through those rainforests with the water still dripping off them and the leaves glistening and all you A of mist. mist yeah, them. and the lovely clear little, you know, brooklets and creeks yes. running through it. It's it's very calming, very peaceful. And then if you stop and listen, you know, you've got the quiet, but then every now and again you get this little unusual bird call or little rustle in the leaves or you know that you yeah it really brings you right back to nature. too and your RFM's talking travel. Sally Lucas a little bit of cruising. Yes, a little bit of cruising. Now we know Japan's not fully open as yet, but this is for next year, so I'm sure it will be well and truly open for by independent travellers as, as well, well as and... group travel. So this yeah. is a cruise again. This is with Heritage Expeditions, another expedition-style cruising company, and of course, which I didn't realise, Jane, it said here that it's the world's sixth longest coastline is New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand is Japan. Japan. With yeah, with well, it's got lots of islands. Well, so Six thousand eight hundred islands and. I oh, Right. So it's an archipelago of volcanic islands, as we know. So they've got this 140-guest expedition vessel going there in 2023, doing some unusual cruising. So what they call beyond Japan's national parks. So this is in May 2023, and you're circumnavigating um, Japan's northernmost and least developed islands. So you're going all around Hokkaido, which has got rugged landscape of mountains, volcanoes, hot springs, outlying Reban Island, which is their island of flowers. Uh, Kushiro, which is the largest wetland in, in Japan and home to the red-crowned crane, which is the world's largest and rarest crane. Um, you visit South Korea as well, including a UNESCO World Heritage site there, uh, at Gyeongju, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is called a museum without world without walls, sorry. Um, so lots of really interesting uh, islands and archipelagos you're getting around, visiting temples, of course, learning about traditional pottery making, visiting 17th century castles, doing some bird watching. So that's they've got one in May and one in June, or two in June next year. And and they're also taking in, some of them are taking in Taiwan and the Philippines as well. Just really something different. I love all these different things coming out on offer that, you know, you think you might have done cruising, but no, you haven't yet. There's still more. And they're and finding
0: more as time goes on. Aren't they? And uh, that sort of, that kind of cruise would leave from Sydney?
1: Yes. Mm. Yes, from Sydney. Um, and I just thought we had to mention the markets. I mean, we're halfway through Christmas. this year already next right. week, Jane. Yes. Can you believe it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, she says. All right. So we've got Swiss Alpine markets with 13 magical days in Switzerland. And who doesn't love Switzerland? The chocolate box country of the world. Um, And you've got those lovely Bavarian fairy tale castles, of course. And you just... You're doing all sorts of interesting travel throughout Switzerland, including train travel and visiting, you know, funicular mountain rides and staying in chic ski resorts like Klosters and Zermatt. Uh, cable car ride up to the Schilthorn for a unique James Bond lunch. I don't know what James Bond <laughs> ate that's different to any other lunch, but it there means you go. A cocktail, doesn't it? <laughs> a Obviously, martini. it means a martini, <laughs> shaken, not stirred. Um, and of course, you they going to glorious festive markets of Innsbruck, Montreux, Bern, and more. So, what a classic market tour! that would be if you're interested in doing that. And again, these are just small group tours of like 10 to 28 people that are operating obviously in those Christmas months, month of December. Um, There's a German and Austrian one too. Oh, that one was 13 Magical Days. Did I say that? This one is 10 days, Germany and Austria. Um, And again, you're going to go to wonderful nostalgic Christmas markets, Neuschwanstein Castle, Lindehof Palace. Lindehof's really interesting. I found it was beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Mm. Fantastic. The Zugspitze, which is just a stunning mountain in its own right. Um, and you're going to obviously Frankfurt, Rothenburg, Wurzburg, Bamberg, Nuremberg, Innsbruck, Salzburg, and Munich. So wonderful, again, places to visit. And also, you um, have relaxing three nights in the Passion. Play town of Oberammergau mm-hmm. as well, which should be interesting there. Yeah, it's and um, too. yes, it is. And then you've got a Bohemian Christmas market tour, which is 11 days. And this one you're visiting Berlin, uh, Dresden, Prague, uh, Nuremberg, the Brandenburg Gate, visit to Potsdam, the uh, Sicilian Off Palace, the Bridge of Spies, uh, Dresden's Royal Palace, and m- much more. So, and you're also going to uh, the, uh, to Rothenburg which is that lovely walled city uh, and you stand on the ramparts of the Konigstein Fortress in the magnificent Saxon Switzerland National Park. So again, a lovely tours if you're thinking of heading to Europe for Christmas this year.
0: We are talking travel Sally Lucas and I and it is time to see what's out there hot deals wise in the current travel marketplace.
1: Okay Jane, uh, Grut, and again we're talking more expedition, we're on to the expeditions today but they're a wonderful way of exploring in the world anyway, a little comment they made here about Antarctica, our wonderful frozen continent. Um, The great explorer Roald Amundsen once described this ultimate destination as mythic otherworldly and like a fairy tale because nothing truly compares to the Antarctic travel experience.
0: And he should know. (laughs) He
1: should, shouldn't he? He
0: got to the north, South Pole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you do, you know, obviously encounter unique wildlife. As we've discussed before, just just watching the penguins when they have an order of how they do things. You know, there's a line where all you can see is the black backs walking up to their rookeries then all the other side coming down is the white chests. And never you stray into the other or, you know, the, the penguin will just boot you back into your correct line you should be in. So it's fascinating to watch and you're just seeing thousands and thousands of these penguins. And, and of course, it's it's awkward for them to walk. It's not like, you know, they're, they're so wonderful in the water as are dolphins and all those sort of creatures. But to get on land, then they have to walk up this huge high hill so that they're away from predators to get to their rookery to look after their chicks. It's just fascinating. Mm. You know, I've had so many people say to me recently, oh, but what do you do down there? Mm. I said, my God. I said, you're you're on shore every day, twice a day on your zodiacs, weather permitting. I mean, we only had one half day where it was windy and, you know, we couldn't go ashore. But, you know, you're just seeing wildlife and just seeing this frozen continent, you're just in awe Mm. And it's it's very hard to come back and explain it to anyone until you've actually Experienced done it. it yourself. Yeah, yes. but there looks there's some wonderful packages that Hurtigruten have got out at the moment with lots of really good savings, um, $600 on board credit, and these are sailings going through right through to 2024, and for a limited time they're having a pay no single supplement on a select range of their Antarctic cruises. But don't forget, as we discussed before, they go to so many other areas. They do British Isles, which is fantastic, including return flights to London, where they're circumnavigating all the wonderful British and Scottish islands, which is wonderful. Antarctica, we've mentioned, but they also do Galapagos, including the return flights from Quito to do the Galapagos Islands. And of course, as we all know, they do that beautiful Norwegian coastal route whether you want to do it one way or the return trip out of Bergen um but so many wonderful cruises you can do on expedition vessels and you can go online and have a look because there's different size vessels depending on what you feel you're going to be more comfortable with you know down to only 100 or so passengers up to a few hundred passengers so Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind you have choice of the style of vessel you would like to cruise on Um, just talking cruising still, but not expedition this time, Jane, but uh, Princess Cruises, um, you can get uh, $200 on board spending money per stateroom when you're booking on selected cruises. Um, also, um, you can double the offer as well if you're going to do a couple of cruises. So you get double double the deal, if you like. Mm. so twice that's nice. Twice <laughs> is nice. Now, next year, if there's still vacancies, there's still limit, limited vacancies on a variety cruise doing what they call Greek Gods and Anzac Legends. That would be wonderful. It's a ten night cruise, 18 to 28 April 2023, which is from Athens to Istanbul, and obviously it's including the Dawn Service and Anzac Co. for Gallipoli on that. So keep that in mind um, but you'd need to book soon because those sort of departures don't last very long. As a lot of people have a lot of interest in mm. Gallipoli, or whether it even be the Somme doing those as well. Um, so a lot of the cruise companies at the moment have still got really good offers on Viking have as well, and also select. Celebrity Cruises have got some great deals in the marketplace at the moment. Just remember with everything this year, we're finding that you can't leave it too late. I can just stress that to our listeners that the earlier you book, the better. Number one, the better the deal you get. Also, you're not going to miss out because things are booking out so far ahead at the moment. So you really do have to sit there and do a bit more planning in advance Mm. just to be sure you get it the way you want it and get the holiday you want. That's the main thing. We're
0: King Travel. Thank you Sally Lucas Thanks Jane
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com